Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. We're halfway through December, and this Sunday afternoon, the St. Louis Chamber Chorus will perform its holiday concert. It will include classics like the Wexford Carol, as performed in this live 2018 recording of the chorus. That is the St. Louis Chamber Chorus's 2018 live recording of the Wexford Carol. And joining me now is Philip Barnes, Artistic Director of the St. Louis Chamber Chorus. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Elaine. Now, the program this Sunday afternoon reflects the overall theme of the Chamber Chorus's season, which is a choral atlas. In other words, a trip around the globe. Before we talk more about the holiday program, Philip, what is the St. Louis Chamber Chorus aiming to accomplish this season? I think to show the universality of the human voice, the way people just love to get together and make music together with their voices. They don't need to buy expensive instruments and they don't necessarily have to go and study for years at a conservatory. They just love to sing. And that is a a human dynamic that you find on just about every continent but you find different traditions within those continents. And so what's a great lot of fun for us to do as musicians is to explore those different ideas and to get out of our comfort zone. And music, choral music, is is performed, as I say, just about everywhere. So we've already explored all the nations that go around the Baltic Sea, and then we went all the way down to Mexico and looked at some Mexican music from about 450 years tradition. And now we're looking at the Holy Land and what that really means. And then in the the second half of the season, we'll explore samples from the monolithic Austro-Hungarian Empire, (laughs) and we'll look at the ancient Greeks, Mm. and finally we'll have a celebration of bringing us all together with music that has the idea of nations being united, and we'll actually conclude with a uh, very rarely performed cantata by the British composer Benjamin Britten that was commissioned by the United Nations. Mm -hmm. It seems very appropriate to what is happening now. Another piece that the chorus will be singing this Sunday uh, that does take us on that around-the-world journey shares a name with a small island off the coast of Scotland. That's Iona by Edmund Walters. And what we're hearing now is a live recording of the St. Louis Chamber Chorus singing in 2006.
That was the St. Louis Chamber Chorus in 20, uh, 2006, singing Iona by Edmund Walters. It's one of the songs audiences will enjoy at the Chamber Chorus's holiday concert this Sunday. But that afternoon, the audience will hear something no other has, the premiere of a new centerpiece by Carenza Briggs, the London-based composer who's the St. Louis Chamber Chorus's composer-in-residence. Carenza is here with us now. Carenza, welcome. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. Now, you've been the composer-in-residence for the St. Louis Chamber Chorus for two years. How is it that you've approached this work? Um, well, it's just a really great experience to actually um, have had this opportunity to get to know and work with the choir before. Um, and it's it's something that doesn't happen too often, really often. I'll have to write a piece um, for a group and um, that will kind of be that. But in this instance, um, it's been really nice to actually have the chance to hear the choir and kind of get used to the sound of um, their kind of individual voices. Mm. Um, so uh, in terms of approaching the writing of the piece. Um, I worked uh, with Tony Silvestri, who's a great writer um, on the text. And um, yeah, it was just a very inspiring um, text to work with. It was very kind of poignant and something kind of um, simple and direct about it, which um, was a real joy to write the music to. Mm-hmm. Now, this Sunday will be the premiere of that song, which is called Seeking You. And it, that poem that you are talking about is one that was commissioned by the St. Louis Chamber Chorus. Can you tell us a little bit more about how um, the music and the lyrics, uh, how they play together and what they do to uh, to amplify sort of the power of the voices that will be singing it? Yes. Um, so the words, um, the words are quite sort of... Um, in some ways quite simple and um you know it's all about um seeking seeking you is kind of about finding that kind of holy space um finding peace um and kind of searching for something a bit deeper um and i suppose what i mean what i've tried to sort of do with that um is just reflect that mm-hmm. in the music really mm-hmm. um and using the kind of sound of the chorus and um, hoping to, you know, write something that's quite sort of emotional but um, kind of warming, it that kind of warming Christmas uh, sound that you get in a lot of Christmas time music mm. as well. Right. Philip, for you, what does the, the poem mean and how does it reflect the, the choral atlas theme that you were describing earlier? <clears throat> well, I... Um gave Tony Silvestri the the sort of very simple brief that the whole season is about geographical and topographical references. And when you hear the words the Holy Land, you think of Judea, Israel, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Egypt, all those things. And those things will be indeed on the program. But I said to Tony, let's try and expand the idea to what makes land holy. And Iona, that we just heard, has a, an atmosphere. It was uh, where St. Columba founded a monastery, and it has a sort of atmosphere of holiness about it to this very day. And so he created this poem, which talks, as Carenza has said, about the idea of finding a deeper meaning and a mysticism almost in any place where you choose to seek the holy. Mm-hmm. 
What is it about what has been composed, Karanta, by you that gets at the sacred, which maybe is another way to 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 describe what you've talked about, Philip, regarding um, holy and, yeah. and how that how that feels. I think that's a really uh, difficult thing to describe, actually, but um, it's something that um, I certainly aim for in a lot of my music is just to kind of um, reach that that space um, that's a little bit uh, not ethereal, but just that space where it actually something sort of touches you um, when you're listening to it, and it's something that um, in the music I listen to a lot, um, and of the composers that I sort of look up to. Um, it's that that power to kind of take you somewhere else or just, I don't know, sort of touch your heart or your guts or mm-hmm. whatever um, yeah. that I kind of really admire and, and try to seek, a, seek out um, mm-hmm. to do in my writing as well. It's sometimes said that music takes over where words end. So that's what we wanted from these two artists. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that's what, what, what the audience will hear. Yeah. And so were you thinking of these two artists, Tony Silvestri and Carenza, when uh, you reached out to each of them? How did this happen? Absolutely. Tony Silvestri wrote a libretto for a former composer in residence, Morton Janssen, some years ago. So I know his work intimately that way. He's also one of America's top writers of this type of text for musicians. I knew that Carenza has this great gift for um, simplicity without it being trite, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so I, yes, I was the the the, the marriage maker, if you like. <laughs> I wanted to bring the two of them together sure. and see how the two of them could collaborate for the first time, hopefully the first of many times, and uh, create something brand new for St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Making some beautiful music. Karenza, is there something that you particularly enjoy about composing Christmas music? Or, you know, are there some challenges that come with that that you enjoy tackling? Um, I think there's there's an element of challenge in in making things not too cheesy, um, (laughs) as as some Christmas music Mm -hmm. can be. Um, But um, it's... It's something I I enjoy um, doing. I've written another car- a carol um, called The Tender Shoot a few years ago now, um, which um, is nice to hear at Christmas time. But I mean, to be honest, I, I like writing it any time of year. Okay. Not- <laughs> <laughs> and with the premiere this Sunday of Seeking You, what is it that you you hope to see the audience do while they're listening and, and as they're walking out? Ooh, um, I just hope that people really enjoy it, which I'm, I'm sure they will. Um, if <laughs> Occasionally it happens that someone might cry, and that's always <laughs> nice. It, um, it's been an emotional experience for someone, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just yeah, hope, that, hope that everyone enjoys it and finds um, all the other music in the concert interesting to listen to as well. Mm-hmm. And is there something about this song and the the process that you've gone through that you're particularly proud of um you know did it give you an opportunity to to do something in a new way um i think um so i've spent quite a lot of time writing quite big um pieces for quite 
um, just this year for kind of large um, forces um, and orchestra and big choir. And I think I just really, I really wanted to do something with this that was kind of on a smaller, more intimate scale. Um, so it's in only four vocal parts. Um, and it was just, yeah, trying to get to that sort of, I don't know, cosy Christmas feeling. Right. Um, and But something that's kind of meaningful as well. Mm-hmm. And Philip, the commissioning of this work, I understand you wanted it to be within reach of most choirs. And you just mentioned, Karinza, the, the number of parts, mm-hmm. four vocal parts only. Um what does this mean in the context of this song, Seeking You? Why did you want it to be accessible? One of the big advantages and, and attractions of a composer residency program is that you can get to know an individual artist and work with them repeatedly on commissions. And we've asked Carenza to really sort of try different combinations. So the first commission she wrote was actually for two choirs of six voices each, so 12 different parts, very big scale when it comes to singing. Mm -hmm. Then she wrote a setting of a chorus from Sophocles' play Antigone, which was in eight parts with a tenor solo. And so, as she says, a lot of her music is on a very big scale. So I thought this time, let's the ultimate challenge is to write something on a very intimate chamber scale, so chamber choir, and, and... the reason why that's challenging is that you can't hide behind lots of pyrotechnics and effects like t- 10 people using a cymbal <laughs> and somebody running across the stage and playing triangle and trumpets going crazy. If there are only four voice parts, that's about as as cut down elemental as you can get. Nearly every chorus or hymn that you would sing in a church or a chapel or even a synagogue will be in four parts. Mm-hmm. And what we really wanted was to contribute to the wider choral repertoire by asking Carenza to write a piece that we could premiere but then could have an afterlife with four friends anywhere around this globe. Mm-hmm. And that's the dream. And I think, personally, I'm biased, of course, but <laughs> I think she's made it. She's yeah. achieved it. I think people hearing it on Sunday will go, that was very beautiful and very direct. And some of them, hopefully, will say, how do I get the music for that? Right. I hope so, too. Philip Barnes is Artistic Director of the St. Louis Chamber Chorus, and Carenza Briggs is the London-based composer and St. Louis Chamber Chorus's composer in residence. Carenza and Philip, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Today's episode was produced by our executive producer, Alex Hoyer. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. 
you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.